he was like bad boy light. Sure, Hallmark bad boy. <laughs> bad boy Hallmark style. <laughs> Family friendly bad boy. Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. Today's episode is part of our Girls Gone Hallmark summer series where we're watching and reviewing fan favorite movies. You can find the full lineup of movies we're reviewing this summer in our show notes at meganandwendy.com slash podcast. Today we're discussing Frozen in Love, which originally aired on January 13th, 2018. When it was still Winterfest. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, please join us on Instagram. We're at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Basically, go into your groups, search Girls Gone Hallmark, click to join. We welcome everybody. We'd love to have you. Yeah. You ready to talk Frozen in Love? I'm a little bit grouchy at whoever suggested this movie. Uh Uh-oh. Let's hear a synopsis. Bad boy hockey player Adam and struggling book owner Mary must work together to help rehabilitate each other's image. Their mutual animosity and attraction sees them struggle to achieve their goal. What does that even mean? Their mutual animosity and attraction sees them struggle to achieve their goal? Okay. Who wrote that? I don't care. Okay. Sorry. I just, I can't get it up for this movie. (laughs) Let me hit you with some news and notes. Okay. Director Scott Smith has 36 directing credits, most recently Moonshine, a Canadian TV series, but also The Story of Us, Autumn in the Vineyard, The Gourmet Detective, and Signed, Sealed, Delivered for Hallmark. Mm. This movie was written by Rick German. Would you say German or Germaine? I'd say German, right? Yes. He has tons of Hallmark movies, uh, including... Christmas at Castle Heart, Groundswell, two Christmas and Evergreen movies, and a shoe addict's Christmas are among his 27 writing credits. But most recently, a Christmas present, the CCBGAF holiday movie. Is he working for them, you know, exclusively mm. now? You ask a lot of questions, so I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know either. Rachel Lee Cook also gets a writing credit, and I was curious, has she written more? But no, this is the only writing credit on her resume, although she does have 102 acting credits. Most recently on Netflix's A Tourist Guide to Love, she's done tons of Hallmark, but let's be honest, she's always going to be Lainey Boggs from She's All That to me. Okay, I have a question here. Mm -hmm. When an actor who's never written anything else is like, hmm. I'm going to write a Hallmark script today. And then basically throws like everything in the blender. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like this movie mm-hmm. was about. Like mm-hmm. she's We're like, on the same page there, friend. She's like, I can do it. I can do it. Any trope, idiot trope, can do it. Trope, uh, trope, 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 Yes. Trope. You can do it. You the, can do it. And I believe in you. Nope. Niall Mater. I don't know why I get hung up. It's It's now imprinted in my brain about his name. Anyway. He plays hockey bad boy Adam Claiborne. He has 52 acting credits, and we most recently liked him in the Family History Mysteries movie, which I hope we get another one. Yes. Remember, it's in her DNA. (laughs) I liked that movie, and I liked him in that movie. Wowie zowie. 
Victor Zink Jr. is back for the second week in a row in a supporting role as teammate Chuck Foreman. I mean, talk about typecast. Last week, he's a football player. This week, he's a hockey player. And in both cases, I liked him better than the lead. (laughs) You liked him better than Adam? Yeah. Okay. All right. He's fine. We'll get to it. Okay, you're going to have to do the next one. because Keith know. McKechnie plays Dad Paul Campbell. And if he looks familiar to you... Wait, he plays Dad named Paul Campbell? Yeah. Uh, are you... Wait, Mary's name was Mary Campbell? Mary and Tyler Campbell? Okay. The dad's name is Paul Campbell? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if he looks familiar, it's because he has 102 acting credits, including, most notably to me, he played the delivery boy in National Lampoon's Vacation... He knocks on the door and he's like, I have a delivery for Clark W. Brisbane. I'm sorry, it fell between the seats. He, he <laughs> delivers the jelly of the month club subscription. Clark thinks it's his Christmas bonus. Was he a teenager? He was young. I mean, that movie's 30 plus years old. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Did you recognize him? No, but the second I saw it, I was like, that's who it is. Uh, that's who it is. Madison Smith plays brother Tyler Campbell. That's it. That's the note. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I ran out of news and notes, steam. And finally, this was filmed in Vancouver. What's your first impression of Frozen in Love? Well, this is another PR rehab movie for a sports guy who bugs out. That's your first impression? Yeah. Mine is, (laughs) is this movie a collection of short films? Seriously? (laughs) Let's talk about what we liked. Compliment sandwich time. Okay, go ahead. You go. This might be my favorite Niall Mater role. I like him as a bad boy. Better than the DNA one? I like the DNA one too, but I like him as a bad boy. Mm. He was like bad boy light. Sure, Hallmark bad boy. <laughs> bad boy Hallmark style. <laughs> Family friendly bad boy. Sounds funny. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> so you like him as a bad boy who doesn't like but a bad boy like that bad of a boy that's why i liked him he wasn't a jerk he was likable okay because i have to go back to the never kiss a guy in a christmas never kiss a man in a christmas sweatshirt whatever sweatshirt <laughs> whatever that's different in a christmas called. hoodie <laughs> he was so unlikable the holiday hoodie he was so unlikable in that movie i yeah i liked him Okay, well, I didn't hate him either. I wrote that I uh, have really come around to him, and I didn't think he was exceptional in this movie, Mm -hmm. especially because it's an older movie. I think he's – I have found him to be more likable in his last movie that he was in. Right. Like, I feel like he's he's come a long way. Yes. Hey, hot take. I think the hockey promo item that they came up with, actually pretty cool. The scarf? Yeah, with her branding on it. Makes sense. I was like, hey – Nicely done. You've got a promotional situation that actually makes sense. Don't even get me started on their podcast. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. But the scarf, yes, I agree. It was nicely done. And the PR person was like, oh, it was all his idea. Did he have to talk to like the marketing team at the ice hockey team people? Like, I'm sure, but there... Did he he foot the bill for this? Yes. And I'm sure they have a set price. You know, you go to a baseball game and you get the hat with like the radio station on it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure these teams have a set price to get your logo on a promo mm-hmm. item. 
Easy, so, he just paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Paid for the logo plus the item. I, I think agree. that's what he did. Not a bad idea. Not at all. Not a bad idea, but we are going to talk about that podcast. Though. <laughs> so I did not hate when Adam shows at the live podcast that they do where he's like shows up behind her mm-hmm. as a surprise and he wants to talk about Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I just, that was cute. Yeah. It was cute. Agree. And you know, she was like hoping he'd show up and he did. Yeah. Hey, adult conversations were had. He finds out that his work party conflicts with her promotional Mm -hmm. event and just talks to her about it. Doesn't like really hold on too long. He has a real conversation and she's like, yeah, dude, you got to go to that. Yeah, but doesn't he have like an agent or somebody who could help like work these things out? What was there to work out? His boss was like, you got to show up and schmooze these people because they're mad at you. Know, but he also committed to this other thing. He's on the promotional flyer for it. Yeah. Good so point. I don't know. I think I think people would be like, whoa, that's a big bait and switch. Mm-hmm. I thought this hockey dude was going to be here and like suddenly he can't be here tonight. I'm here for Adam. Screw your dumb books. Yes. Good point. Yes. Uh, I thought Mary's parents were very understanding when they were sitting around the dinner table and like Mary's freaking out about the bookstore potentially having to close. And they're like, this was a reality. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't put that on your sh- shoulders. We knew that was going to happen. You know, they were very nice. And they were like, honestly, we kind of passed it along to you. So we wouldn't have to be the ones yeah. to close the bookstore. Ugh. Mary. What'd I you wish for? Three things. Wished for. The movie title is so dumb. Frozen in Love. Frozen gives me like ice hotel vibes. Yes. I'm, like Frozen in Love. He he's a hockey player. A majority of this movie takes place in a bookstore. Yes. Not at the hockey arena. Yes. So what's there to be frozen about? Yes. Dumb. Make it a book pun. on the page. Something like that. Yeah. yeah something. Yes. Love on the page is not it. But could they come up with an odder pairing than the struggling bookstore and the hockey bad boy with a rep to polish up? It's bizarre. Again, this is another one of those Hallmark roulette. Spin the wheel. Yep. Give me a give me a small business. Yes. Give me a person. <laughs> Boom. I mean, they make it make sense. Like, oh, I love Tom Sawyer, but come on. It's a reach. Deep. Also, what? Why does she need to learn to play hockey? She doesn't. She, I wrote, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't need to learn. Like, why? So she has a better understanding of who this dude is. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I'm not do learning how go- to be an accountant. I was going to say, <laughs> do you go to work with your husband? My hus- I used to do the job my husband does, but I don't feel the need to go sit in and learn. I mean, go watch his games if you're go with him. Fan. Yeah. But you don't need to learn to play. Yeah, no. Dumb. Hey, justice for Devin Alexander. Mm. Now, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. Mm-mm. He's credited as the vendor. He was the dude that was selling coffee from the like coffee cart thing. Uh-huh. We've seen him in a lot of stuff, including the Santa Stakeout, Love in Glacier National. It's due time this guy gets a leading role. I agree. I recognized his face. But this movie, again, was back in 2018. He's done a lot of work since then. So hopefully we're, like, getting to that. Yeah, he played, like, an assistant with a bigger Mm -hmm. role in Mm -hmm. more recent movies. The we don't serve coffee bit Mm -hmm. is not cute. No. Like, we don't have coffee. And he's like, oh, I got to buy a book. They don't serve coffee, dude. It's not funny. You're so funny. That's funny that you have that take because I think she was a super bitch in that scene. Yes, but he says, I'd like a cup of coffee. And she's like, 
we don't sell coffee. I know, but she could have been more friendly and been like, she has her own cup of coffee there, which leads me to believe there's either a Keurig or a pot of coffee brewing someplace. And she would have been like. You're telling me someone comes in and wants to buy coffee and I'm supposed to make them coffee from the back? But I would just be like, oh, why don't you look around a little bit and I'll go get you a cup of coffee. No. And then maybe he's going to buy a book. Okay. I hear you, small business vibes, do whatever you got to do to get the sale. I just felt like he was so in his own head about this place needs to have the thing I want it to have because I've decided it's going to have the thing like a bookstore sells coffee. And when she tells you to your face, we don't sell coffee and you are just so in your head about clearly I must be right here Mm -hmm. that you don't let it go. He was not worthy of her making him a cup of coffee these are two problematic people here Mm. i'm gonna Mm. tell you i didn't love mary Mm. stubborn wouldn't listen to her brother Mm. who was truly worried about the business right and she just was like putting her head in the sand about it yes she was rude and a know-it-all i don't like people who feel like they're elitist because they read books (laughs) gave me a look i don't find myself to be elitist and i would like to point out that the vast majority of the books i read are light fluffy distraction (laughs) reads i do not consider myself well read in spite of the fact that i read a lot so i'm not a book elitist y'all joking i am joking but that's how she came off well as a counterbalance to my we don't serve coffee isn't cute i will tell you I also don't find the complete ignorance about what sports are to be cute either. either. I hate it. I think it's fine if you don't care about sports, but when people are like, oh, you play hockey, do you get any touchdowns? Come on. Yeah. Just don't. There are lots of things I don't know, and I think it's belittling when Mm -hmm. they do it. And if there's something that I don't like, I don't try and tear it down. Right. Like, oh, I couldn't be bothered to know anything about that, so... Eh, I yeah. don't find it amusing. I didn't like it. I don't believe that she and him are a match at all. Mm. They're both stubborn people. Like, that is not going to work out. He's the nicer one in this relationship. I agree. Like, I could see falling for him. He's kind of got some sweet moments. But Mary sucks. <laughs> you know, I don't think Rachel Lee Cook is super comfortable in this role of uptight bookseller mm-hmm. like I, she wrote the damn movie i i understand but i don't know that this was the role for her because i think maybe she's this was her trying to break out now she has worked a lot since she's all that she's all that is kind of a, a blip in the middle of her 104 acting credits she's mm-hmm. done a lot but i i think she's like oh i'm this silly goofy high school student and now she's like i have to play this serious role to break out from it and yeah i don't think that had the desired effect agree she has two children this whole thing i was wondering how old she was not that mad she's currently 43 and this obviously was a couple years ago so she was late 30s i just don't like when they make these women of a certain age to be like spinsters Mm. like she's like this moby bookstore owner who Mm. probably has cats and pillows it's just do you know what i mean yeah and she's taking the weight of the world on her own shoulders when nobody was asking her to do that Mm -hmm. because we learned her parents are perfectly lovely humans and her brother is showing up for her even though he has his other stuff going on you know she's like you've got your own things going on he still continues to show up right for her and the bookstore right hey i did not hate the idea of the cute little 
coffee van outside. Me either. Real cute. Mm-hmm. I would love like just in my little neighborhood, like have a coffee RV outside your local bookstore. Well, I got a Barnes and Noble and there's a Starbucks inside. So. I know. You know. I like the cute little van too. What do you have for did you see that? Well, let's talk about this podcast. Okay. One, they're so far away from the microphone. Oh, I did. recording it? It's on a table. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't even notice. Second, this podcast apparently has two episodes. She's (laughs) like, we're getting so many downloads as if podcast downloads happen in real time. (laughs) You need more than two episodes to be a successful podcast, especially if you're some random small bookstore. I understand that they had this like celebrity attached. And so that's, I just, again, I'm begging somebody to talk to anybody who knows about these things Mm -hmm. (laughs) when they add them to their movies. There was also the PR agent kept saying something about like how this whole big event was going to be a paradigm shift for them. Right. Right. And she's like, you're getting the likes on social media. Like that's still not going to get people into your store. Right. So that does not change anything. Yes. I do think that a book podcast run by a bookstore is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like talk about books and be like, here's a link to our website. Come by right. or talk about books and we're going to have a live event with this author. That's a great idea. So see, people don't really have any idea how podcasting works. Right. Also, the PR agent says at the end, you're trending. I was like, on where? Where? <laughs> what? <laughs> on Twitter? Like locally? She's like, like, it's a good thing. Oh, God. I just hate that. They feel like they have to dumb down all this stuff for the people who like don't understand how social media works uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. I just can't stand it. And I hate when it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Like, can you please just somebody get somebody in there who knows what they're talking about? Like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, did this bookstore look more like a library than a bookstore to you? It's just so dark. It was so drab i'm like please make like if they would have done like a makeover instead i would have been far more interested and put some skylights in that bad boy something it was so outdated and there was nothing that looked like a bookstore it was just shelves of books nothing was on display nothing was get me excited yeah merchandise it hey if you are a suspended professional athlete, do you not still have to like sit in on practice and attend the games or are you just like doing your own thing? That's a good question. I don't know. I am I was recently at a soccer game mm-hmm. and one of the soccer players on that team has been injured for months. She had surgery. She wasn't at the game. She wasn't like on the bench like sitting there. I thought she would be, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a good question. Like I don't he just gets this, like, paid vacation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works either. Also, their Little League hockey team that he coaches apparently gets front page press. Like, yeah. Little League hockey's getting front page? Mm, I guess so. Guess so. That's all. Okay. I have a, did you see that, that I read off of IMDb. Okay. According to the fun facts section in IMDb, do you ever scroll down? I do. I don't know who writes those. Anyway, it says, although this movie is supposed to take place in the USA... When Adam is giving his apology at the end of the movie in the arena to the owner and the VIP section ticket holders, you can see a maple leaf flag of Canada behind him. Well, I would push back on that. I would too. Have you ever been to a hockey game? Yeah, they show both flags, yeah, right? Because there's Canadian teams. Yeah. So that could 
that could be a not actually mistake. Yeah. Okay. What'd you rate this? Two stars for the number of times I fell asleep watching. Guys, I had to watch this movie over a course of like four or five days. And we even pushed back the recording of this episode because I had not finished it. I kept falling asleep. I gave it two and a half stars, but I wanted to go back because I think I left us hanging. I said, is this movie a collection of short films? And what I meant by that is this feels like a bunch of scenes loosely connected but without full cohesion. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's do a podcast. Let's learn how to skate. Let's coach a hockey team. There just felt like all of these individual scenes in this bookshop owner meets a hockey player world that don't form a full movie. Do you think that's because it comes from an inexperienced writer? Or do you think that somehow in the editing or post-production or whatever, it got like chopped up? Well, to be clear, Rachel Lee Cook has a a writing credit, but Rick German also wrote this. Mm. So perhaps it was her story idea and he wrote the script and I don't necessarily want to put all of that on him. Okay. I don't know where it falls apart. Yeah. I don't know where it falls apart. Perhaps it's on the actors for not making me believe in their story more. Perhaps it is a story problem. Perhaps it is an editing problem. Perhaps it's a directing problem. I don't know, but I'm just telling you it didn't feel like parts of a whole to me. It felt like parts of parts. I agree with you. And I'm sorry because there are so many like Niall Mater fans out there. And maybe that's because of this movie, which is interesting. They're like, oh, you need to watch Frozen in Love because that's why we love him. They also like Rip in Time too. Which we haven't seen. I know. So, I mean, I would give his – if you're a Niall Mater fan and you think there's a – better movie for us to watch from him, please email us. Because I want to watch good movies. I did not think this movie was good. I agree with you. Okay. June, real strong. August, struggling a little bit. Mm -hmm. We have two more movies in our summer series. You can catch up with all the movies that we've been reviewing this summer. Check out the full list on our website, meganandwendy.com slash podcast. Come back next week where we will be reviewing Surprised by Love. Oh, I hope it's better. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.